Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Welcome back, all you hookers and slicers, to a special edition of the Downswing Golf Podcast presented by 4Champ. It is U.S. Open week. Yeah. Second major of the year. First major of the new year, I guess, the wraparound schedule. (laughs) This is a weird year. It's, uh... Because it's still the 2020 Open. It's the 2020 Open. But it's it, the FedEx Cup playoffs finish, so we're technically in like the new year. Does it count for the 2021 FedEx well, Cup? Well, it can't count for the 2020 FedEx Cup, so I'd assume so. It doesn't count for any FedEx Cup. I, I think it counts for 2021. Uh, and I'm positive enough not to have to look it up. But anyhow, <laughs> my name is Clay, and with me, as always, is Nick the Stick. Nick, how excited are you? It's like my Christmas Eve. I mean, you know, the presents are under the tree. You're just waiting to wake up early and run downstairs. I mean, I mean, if only it was the British Open where, you know, the, it's going to be televised at 4 a.m. or something. But uh, yeah. this, this late in the year, it just feels different. feels, you know, uh, but, you know, ultimately we're just glad to have golf. And, you know, these majors are kind of, you know, what we live for. For sure. For sure. Yeah, uh, so U.S. Open going to be played at Wingfoot, which is just a little bit north of New York City. Private club. Redid the greens not too long ago. Pretty crazy slopage. You know, yeah. I would say um, I'm always a little disappointed when they play courses like Wingfoot. Not because Wingfoot is not a great course, but because like you don't have really a chance to go and play it as well. Because it's a private course. I mean, you can if you know the right people, but um, but you can't like just you know get a tee time and and go. It's not like Pebble Beach or um, you know or. Uh, Torrey Pines or Aaron Hills or you know wherever um, it's kind of similar to Oakmont it's like man that's a bucket list that probably will never get checked off but yeah, like Beth Page Black yeah that's a yeah that's a Muni or County course or whatever exactly um, all those calling it a Muni is <laughs> uh-huh. is funny um, but like I'm still I mean it's still a beautiful course and you still love to kind of watch watch it it's just there's a little disappointment in the back of at least of my mind because of it but that doesn't that doesn't mean i'm not excited yeah yeah just a different feeling it's kind of one of those things you know someday you know once we we all get you know have some extra unlimited money we're we're going to travel <laughs> around and play all, play all these major courses and stuff or whatnot you know we'll start we'll start with I'll, i'm gonna start with whistling straights but uh um i don't know i got i played aaron hills um but yeah no i know what you mean about the 
the, just the idea that I, I could someday I could go play this. Like for, for like U S opens, right? Like the U S open, the open championship, you know, for this nation, like you almost like it almost should be at a place that's public, right. Or open to the public. Cause it's, you know, it's the U S open. Um, PGA Championship, you know, is, you know, is different or whatever. But and obviously the Masters is different. But when you think of like an Open Championship, just the idea of an Open, you think, you know, it should be a place you, you know, the general public can can experience. It should be open for everyone. Yeah, that's my take on it. <laughs> and it, well, and this year is kind of even, you know, doubling down on it because it's you know, been a pandemic year and they couldn't host, you know, the actual qualifiers and everything was changed. So it's not really truly kind of like an open um, in the normal sense. But, uh, I mean, it's still the U.S. Open. You're not wrong. (laughs) It's going to be tough. It's going to be long, rough. Got to hit fairways. Got to put lights out. Gotta yeah, we're definitely big mistakes. Player is this week at this moment in time. <laughs> but just because it's not, you know, open to the public, or it's it's not the same type of open qualifying that we usually have it's still open to a connection of yours correct because like what you just mentioned it like there wasn't because of covid and like not knowing if they're going to have it the whole like qualifying that you know usually you know this is that pipe dream that you know all of us couch couch surfers won't think that we can get up and go qualify and play you know, be the Roy McAvoy or whatever and play it, play against Tiger, you know, like you you got that winning lottery ticket, you know, you're saying there's a chance. Golden Uh, ticket. Exactly. So, but because, uh, which, I mean, I've tried to qualify, but you know, it's ridiculously hard. I mean, the, the, the talent that shows up for those things and then how it gets whittled down, but technically if you play good enough, it's possible. Anywho, because they didn't have any of those this year and they changed the qualification process. Yeah. I was telling you briefly, my buddy, he played in the PGA championship and it's because of that, um, because he was the, one of the top three PGA pros to qualify at the PGA, um, that he got an invite to play in his first U S open. So sent him uh, a text that, uh, you know, good luck. Uh, he just said thanks, uh, um, but I'll, I'll see how he. Maybe I'll touch base with him afterwards. Um, see, uh, see, you know, depending on how it goes, you know, especially if he makes the cut or something like ridiculously cool. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. It's fun. I mean, because I mean, he's he's not a touring pro, but he's definitely better than better than your average bear. So it's like we'll see. We'll end up seeing what he shoots. You know. Yeah, he's good enough to be playing in the U.S. Open. You gosh dang right. Yeah, that, I mean that's always cool uh, when you when you kind of know someone who's playing in one of these tournaments. Um, you know, a big time, a major essentially. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, yeah, it's always kind of like uh, just 
<laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I can't even describe it really. The the type of feeling it is. It's it's just kind of like a like wow. <laughs> this is this is unreal. Yeah. Even to get to play in there, but I mean. Or, or if you actually like, if you played the course, like, I mean, I don't know, that'd be a good feeling too. Like, that, that's kind of why I wanted to play the Aaron Hills course is just so that when they played the 2017 U.S. Open, I could say, "Hey, I played there. Like, I was on that tee box. I, you know, I hit that shot." Um, you know, again. So then, and then the next time the major goes back there or whatever, you can. Uh, that's why we gotta we gotta make a road trip to, I mean, even like whistling because the Ryder Cup. I mean, that's the same big big deal. That and the PGA Championships, it's hosted too. Correct. Yeah, anytime you play a course that you know is hosted big time tournaments, um, you know, like a just a, yeah, a course like Aaron Hills or Whistling Straits or you know Torrey Pines. Um, Pebble Beach, you know, just any sort of Chambers Bay, you know, just playing a course that is that is open to the public and, and you can just play. And, and and for me, like, I'm not going to be playing on the back tees. I'm not going to play those from the tips. Um, but, like, just kind of, like, play the – like, I would play the tees that I would, you know, probably normally play kind of right around the yardage, maybe, maybe a little bit more just because it's, you know, a special course depends on how long it is but um you know play it from the tees that i would play it at and then like okay this is like a i well i would probably think like okay this is a pretty difficult course and then i look like you know 50 yards behind me and that's like you know the t- the tee box for for the pros is like okay <laughs> so i'm terrible just from these front tees or front ish tees not not yeah. tip tees and then you know i'm still I'm still getting outscored by by these guys that are just playing at eight thousand yards or whatever. It's uh, it's pretty nuts to just see that in person, experience like what kind of shots they have to hit, and because TV just doesn't do it justice sometimes. No, not at all. The distances those guys are hitting is pretty incredible, and they got to just keep it keep it straight. Yes, yeah, yeah, their courses. I mean. I mean, at 7,500 yards, I mean, it, when I play, start playing 68, 7,000, it's like, that's, that's a long course. Yeah. So, I mean, they're in good shape. They have, they have awesome equipment. They get fitted. Everything's t- tailor-made to them. I mean, yeah. and, and they spend all day, like, you know, pretty much every day doing it. They're, they're, the chefs and their clubs cost more than my whole set right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and their driver costs as much as my set yeah it's uh it's pretty ridiculous um i mean that's one thing you got to kind of keep in mind when these guys are hitting some shots i mean obviously they're insanely talented but they are using equipment that is tailor-made for them you know completely fitted for them to optimize everything about their swing where you know most of us are just playing stock everything uh, at least i'm playing stock everything off the rack so um so i mean you know a little bit of a disadvantage for us yeah just a little bit maybe you know 
if we had play against the pro, you know, they got to give us an, another shot or two because of that, right? A hole. <laughs> like a, a hole, a hole nine. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to give me the entire front nine. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, I sometimes I wonder like, cause, well, I mean, I know what I shot at Aaron Hills was like 76, 77 or something. I missed the cut by one. But, um, you know, that's an open course. But I just, I mean, I heard we weren't playing it from the, the like, I think that one was at like 7,100 or something or yeah. 72. And then like, but they, and they're like, yeah, when the pros get here, it'll be at 75 yeah. for sure. Um, you know, because that's a Lynx course. So there's not a lot of trouble with the trees. So they, I mean, the distance is one of how the course defends itself. Yeah. And so like, how was the, how was the weather when you played it for the state am? I mean, it was windy, but it was, I mean, it wasn't diabolical. No, but like the, when the, when the U S open was at Aaron Hills in 2017, like they had absolutely perfect weather. Yeah. Like the, the defense for that course just wasn't, didn't show up that week. Yeah. So they were able to put up some pretty big, pretty good scores. Yeah. Um, like, and, and, and it's unfortunate because I think the USGA and a lot of people kind of saw that. And obviously, US Open, a lot of people want to see, you know, the, you know scores right around par. Be the, the winning score. Like, that's a US Open score. Um, but that wasn't the case at Aaron Hills. Um, no. Yeah, Brooks, so like, Brooks manhandled it. Well, and, and JT on uh, Saturday just puts up what 11 under or something for that round the the three wood he hit on 18 was just unreal like, yeah i like i was there i was there that day <laughs> like i was there that day i i saw it well I, I didn't see it like live in front of me but like i saw it on this on one of the screens kind of around the grounds and because i wasn't at that hole and but I remember when I was walking, you know, around 18 and like I could see like where he hit the ball from and I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like that's not even a that's not even a shot that even crosses my mind. <laughs> it, it's un- like he carried his three wood like to, I don't know, 260 or something. Yeah. And, and like the green is like you can't run it up to that green. You have to land it on the green. Yeah. And stop it. And stop it. And he did. He carried it like 260 or something like that. And, yeah, stopped it five feet from the hole and, you know, made his eagle or whatever. It was just, it just nuts. Like, some of the – when you attend these events and you see some of the shots they hit and pull off, it's just another level. Yeah. It's insane. For sure. It's fun to watch him do it. That's for sure. That's why I even like, yeah, I mean, whether it's on the practice tee, you know, just them dinking around. But yeah, and when it's in the tournament under pressure, it's like that, that like that you only get one chance to do it. And right. They just did it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, unfortunately, you know, kind of getting back to the scores at Aaron Hills, it's like, unfortunately, I feel like the USGA has, you know, looked at that and said, you know, you're we're probably not going to bring a U.S. Open back to it anytime yeah. soon, which is unfortunate because because I feel like if because I feel like that's a pretty tough course if if like a really tough course if the wind is there if the yeah. like if the defense is there for that course 
Um, yeah, no, I definitely agree. You got to have the win. So that was kind of unfortunate. I also think it's a little unfortunate for Aaron Hills. I mean, it's better access to like, you know, probably like hotels in the Milwaukee airport. But I, I, I think it is also unfortunate for them that Whistling Straits is in the same state because Whistling Straits is like also, um, you know, a Lynx course, very similar, but it's on the water. It's like yeah. an, it's like an American British open course. So it's like, right. <clears throat> I don't know. And, not, and Whistling Straits isn't that far away. Whistling Straits is, I mean, 45 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's not that far away. And it's, um, so like if you, if you're, if you want to take a trip up to Wisconsin to play some golf, like an ultimate buddies trip, I mean, that's, that's a great kind of couple courses or great area to go to right. You know, North of Milwaukee there, you got Aaron Hills, you got whistling Straits, you got black wolf run. Um, I mean, there's other courses right around there that are good too, but those like, those are three I actually, top I, courses. I like sand Valley and it's, it's, oh, for sure. more than Aaron Hills. Oh, Sand Valley. I mean, Sand Valley is great. I'm, but I'm, but that's kind of a little out of the ways. Yeah. Right. That's kind of like, it's a little bit on the other side of the state. Yeah, for you. Well, <laughs> if you're flying into Milwaukee, right? Like, if you want to do something kind of close, close-ish to Milwaukee, sure. like that's a really good area. That's got some really top quality courses sand yeah. valley obviously yes that is a i mean i still need to go t- there but from what I'll, all i've heard and seen of it it looks yeah. freaking ridiculously awesome yeah um and they just I, I think they just opened up a new course there too yeah new eight new yeah. is it nine or 18 uh yes there's they <laughs> yes <laughs> well it's a 54 hole resort now there's the sand valley there's Mammoth Dunes is the new 18 okay. hole uh, full course, and then there's uh, the the nine hole or the the par three course is called the Sandbox. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was I was kind of referring to Mammoth Dunes. I wasn't sure if that was a full 18 or if that was like a nine, but that one's 18. I was kind of questioning whether Sandbox was nine or 18. Yeah, yeah. Short courses are pretty. It's always nice to have kind of like a short course at one of those places too, to kind of just fool around at. Um, yeah, putting lots of irons into it, and like I mean, it's a good course for kids, right? It's I mean, a seventeen-hole short co- short course, the Sandbox. Why would you have seventeen holes? I think yeah, I, I feel like I read that too. Seventeen holes. I've heard of nineteen-hole courses, and because that. The Broadmoor in Colorado had 19 holes because the first hole was always a warm up. For oh, a while, yeah. warm up for a while it was a warm up hole, and then they also had a 19th hole in case for playoff. Playoffs. Playoffs. Playoff hole. Yeah, so they they switched it. Yeah, this is really weird. 17 hole, par 51. Does it say why it's not 18 or why they capped it at 17? No. But. I will say though, short courses. I I like short courses. Like they they they're just naturally an element of like fun. Like it kind of brings you back to the roots of golf, right? It's not like you know you're not out there, you know, trying to hit driver and slicing it into the woods or whatever and getting frustrated. It's it's a little short like pitch and putt type of course where you can just 
have fun, you know, drink some beers, walk, walk around, you know, hit your irons. You don't have to carry a whole lot of clubs, you know, it's not just for the bombers. And, right. And then you can play it faster. You right. Can play, you can play 17 holes and two hours or whatever. Like, I mean, it's just, yeah, you have a wedge and everything and then you try to make the putt. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, like same, same with like Pinehurst, the Pinehurst resort. If you ever go there, you got to do the cradle. Their short course, like that's pretty much a must. Um, like I feel like if you go to any, like, you know, resort, you know, top resort location, um, and they, and they have a short course, I think I feel like you have to play it, like to just get the full experience of the the resort or the area or the. I know makes me want to do a three day trip to Sand Valley and play all three. Let's do it. We got time. Probably dis probably discount because of COVID. Exactly. And it's fall rates starting up. Fall falls we we talked about this our last episode. Fall fall is a great time for golf. Yeah. Definitely. Hey, real quick. Uh, I don't want to sidetrack too much, but I thought this was really funny. I didn't realize so because I was looking at when the next time, other than the Ryder Cup, like if they were ever going to uh, have another championship at Whistling Straits, and like mm-hmm. nothing, nothing's on the books right now, unfortunately. And so, yeah. who know who knows if and when it'll be back? Obviously, I mean they're planning five, eight, ten years out in the future, but you know right now nothing. So this will be the last thing in Wisconsin, like the last major or anything in Wisconsin for a while this point but anywho the straights course has names for all their holes and i just want to tell you a couple of my favorites okay number, number three is called oh man oh man number f- six is called gremlin deer number seven is called shipwreck number nine is called down and dirty down uh, and dirty 14 is the widow's watch 17 is pinched nerve and 18 is diabolical with D-Y-E. Pete, die. Diabolical. So just wanted to share that little bit of information. Have you, uh, how many How many Pete, die courses have you played? I think maybe one or two. Yeah. I think I've only played one. And that was, uh, I played it last year. That was the Brickyard Crossings, the, uh, the course that, um, is on the grounds of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It has a couple holes within the within the track there. It's pretty pretty neat experience. Although I mean, other than that, it, I wouldn't say it was anything too memorable. But yeah, Pete Dye courses are always kind of got their elements. Diabolical. They're interesting. You can you can kind of look at it and you're like, yeah, that's a Pete Dye course. <laughs> yeah. cer- certain things. Uh huh. But yeah, we're uh, I mean, we're kind of making it sound like the U.S. Open is being played in Wisconsin. <laughs> right? I know. Right? <laughs> Should probably probably focus a little bit on uh, the actual location, Wingfoot. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so. Da, 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 da. But. Yeah, Wingfoot, I mean, as we kind of mentioned before, it's a, a private course um, just north of New York City. Um, they just recently redid their greens, 
I want to say like last year, um, not too long ago. And, uh, and man, it's, uh, just looking at the pictures of it and everything and what they kind of did. It's, it's kind of nuts how much slope and undulation those greens have. If you're not, if you're, if you're short siding yourself on any of those greens, like you're in a world of hurt. (laughs) (laughs) You are going to have a 15, 20 foot comeback, but downhill. (laughs) Bad <laughs> downhill right to left <laughs> yeah it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch for sure um and yeah and, and hearing a lot of you know the the tour pros who are who've been there kind of practicing kind of talking about it saying you know it's how tough it is and basically like Augusta, but tougher, I think Tiger said. She'll <laughs> be it'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, so maybe we'll have to do our we'll have to do our picks, and then we'll have to uh, do a winning score. We'll see, see who can get the closest. Yeah, we can do that. So when it's time. So let's. Uh, so yeah, and. And the so the difference so it's there's also comparisons that this course is very similar to in toughness to like Oakmont, um, and that's a super tough course as well. That's obviously hosted a bunch of U.S. Opens. Um, the main difference though between those two courses is um, Oakmont is much like as we've talked about Aaron Hills. It is really wide open there's like no trees where with winged foot it has it has trees if you're if you're offline and you're in that thick rough not only are you dealing with the thick rough but you're also dealing with trees yeah so like you're gonna like people are gonna have to i mean obviously bombers have advantage but if they're not put in the fairway they're gonna they're gonna be in a world of hurt yeah you can hit bombs. <laughs> you can hit bombs. But you better make sure they're, you know, near the vicinity of the fairway. Yeah. Um, so, with that note, are you, uh, do you want to pick Dustin Johnson first? Or, <laughs> or should I? You know what? You can, <laughs> you can, you can have him. I, I had him for the... Uh... You were going to, no, I don't even know. I'm kind of looking at... Well, if you want here, here's what I'll say. If you want Dustin, you can have him. I had him for the was, the FedEx was, Cup champion or FedEx Cup tournament or uh, championship playoffs, whatever you want to call it, and that obviously helped me win. But um, but I'm I'll be a good sport about it. I'll say, hey, if you want to take him, take him. I don't want to hog him. I don't want to hog Dustin. Paulina would be mad at me if I hogged Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> You know I'm Paulina mad at you. No, of course not. Um, and I was gonna say if we're both gonna pick him, if we both like him, let's just nobody gets him. Nobody. Like, I mean, I'm I'm down with that too. He's the, he's the favorite at seventeen to two. Um, odds odds in the Vegas. Okay, um, let's yeah, let's let's nobody pick Dustin. 
and he came up. I mean, if if he wins, well, I mean, good for him. Like, well, we'll both take a win then, because I mean, we're both just we both picked him. We essentially both picked him, but we're saying nobody gets him. Yeah, which is yeah. So it's a win-win in our book. We wanna we wanna spread out our picks. And... Yeah. All right, I will let you. I will let you pick first. That's mighty kind of you. The uh, for the winner of the uh, playoffs. I mean, you, you did you did sweep me a couple times though this season, so I I still feel like you're in in front in the standings. <laughs> Yeah, it's just whether you put more priority on regular season or <laughs> I'm I'm like a Brooks Kepka here of of picking. <laughs> I don't care about the big time. Yeah, I don't care about your little regular season. Yeah, you, can, you can have all those. That's for I'll let you little guys fight go, it over. Go big or go home. That's what <laughs> I always say. I came here for the big show. <laughs> get to the game. Get there early. Daddy's gonna. <laughs> So, says the um, says the guy with the nickname "Stay and Play." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I mean, it's a U.S. Open, so here's the deal. Just like in previous big tournament weeks, like you can pick anybody for any of the picks. There's no like dark horse. Doesn't have to be. I was like, gonna say that we pick three. Just pick they- three. Doesn't they don't have to be? No dark. We're not doing a dark horse, and we're not doing a trunk slam. Uh, bringing up the rear. Uh, I I feel like we still should okay. do a trunk slammer. Okay. But like, but the the favorite and the dark horse are essentially the same. Yeah, we're not. You you can pick anyone. Yeah. Regardless of world rank. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm getting at. Um, I'm gonna go Justin Thomas. I think he, you know, he's he got a fire under him. He, he he got second in the FedEx Cup. You know, he wants to prove his own. Like he's got a chip on his shoulder. He wants to take his big brother Dustin down uh, in this in this major. Um, so, I mean, I was dancing between him and Rom, I guess, but. Uh, because Rom's a bomber, I just yeah. I'm also partial to Americans. <laughs> uh, but no, is the U.S. Open? I think JT's. All right, he could definitely do. I don't. I didn't quite look how he did last year or last time at Wingfoot um, or Oakmont. But uh, yeah, we're going all in there. All right, JT for you. Then I will. Uh, I will go with that other guy. I will go with John Rom. He will be my pick. The Spaniard. The Arizona State Sun Devil. <laughs> Arizona Spaniard. <laughs> the Arizona State Spaniard. <laughs> Ungade. Alright, those are pretty pretty good picks right there. Who who do you want for your second pick? We going, going with. Um, 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 um. It's a lot of big names. It's the U.S. Open. 
Are we doing two or three? Three and then the Trunk Slammer? Uh, so the third one is the tiebreaker? In case there's a withdraw? Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's... Yeah, I guess. We can we can do a tiebreaker. I almost... I mean, I gotta imagine you're gonna pick your buddy. Unless, I mean, you're, gonna, unless you're gonna tell me you have zero confidence in, in him. And if he listens to this and hears that... I have lots of confidence in him. <laughs> like enough to pick him? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you're not going to pick him for the trunk slammer. No, no, hell no. No, I'm rooting for him all the way. No, I want to see him make the cut and everything. But uh, So probably at least tiebreaker then. These guys, these guys are – there's some good players out there. Because, um, no, I just – I was saying we do three because I want to pick two okay. like, lead horses. Right, no, no tiebreaker then, just three. And, if, and, and I want to go for a little stretch or like, you know, not do a tr- traditional pick. Um, so three picks, no tiebreakers. If, if there's a withdrawal, then too bad. Suck it up. Suck cup. it up. Okay. We'll do that. It's our show, our rules. We do whatever. Do what I want. We do what we want. All right. Who are you, who's your second big, big time pick here? Who are you going with? Man. Um, I'll go Morikawa. Colin Morikawa, PGA champion, looking f- looking for the double, looking for two majors in a year in twenty twenty. More Major Kawa. Major Kawa. <laughs> Colin Major Kawa. All right. All right. I'm going to go with the X-Man, Xander Shoffley. Oh, that's the other one I was thinking of. Too bad. That's so funny. So you have JT and Colin Morikawa. I've got John Rahm and Xander Shoffley. One more more pick. Yeah. um, Before we get to our trunk slammer. Yeah, I wanted to go a little deeper on this one. Somebody... You wouldn't necessarily expect. I mean, you got to go with your friend, right? You can't tell me you're not going to go with him. I mean, we're talking about to win here? Yeah. Finish as is there possible. A, is the rookie of the year not playing? Is Scotty Scheffler... I want to say, yeah, I want to say he, um, I think he had a, a COVID positive test. So I think he had to withdraw. Oh, yeah, because I thought he was in it. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's the case. If I remember the news stories popping up correctly. You did. Um, I 
Yeah, no, you're right. I, I wasn't sure if uh, that was true. Um, because you gotta get you gotta get a bomber, but you gotta get somebody who can putt. That's, that's true. That, that's the balance. Um, if you can get both, that'd be beneficial. Um, tick tock, man. Tick tock. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna go Cameron Champ. Cameron Champ. Okay. What was your What was your he's buddy? Young. He's a bomber. Well, I I wanted to go deep, so I'm going deep. What was your buddy's name? That'll be fun. Uh, Marty Jerson. Ah, there he is. There's Marty. Well, I'll tell you what, Marty, if you're listening to this, I'm going with you for my third pick. I'm going with Marty. <laughs> oh, you would. I mean, come on. You're not going to support your friend? You don't think he can win? I think it's possible. Well, I'm going to I'm going to pick him up for you. I got I got you, Marty. Nice. Okay. Okay. I see how it is. Well, I hope he does win. Uh, that would be pretty awesome. And we have this. This is recorded, so. It... Way to go. All right, bringing it up the rear. Trunk slammer. Trunk slammer pick. Here we go. Oh, I got my pick right here. I found him. I found his mugshot and is speaking to me. <laughs> can, I just, can I just pick him? Right away. Yeah, do it. All right. Michael Lorenzo Vera. Picking oh, him. I just his his Michael and then his last name is Lorenzo Vera. It's Lorenzo hyphen Vera. Oh. I mean his 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 picture is just it's just speaking to me. Yeah, it's like well, and, I am going to be slamming my trunk. And he's French, so it's the odds French are stacked. In the U.S. Open, a I'm slamming my trunk. Nothing personal, Michael. Nothing personal. You just got that look about you. You just got that, that trunk slammer <laughs> look. Trunk slammer look. At a course like Wingfoot, U.S. Open. <clears throat> I mean, if you if you bet on Marty Jertsen, the odds are a thousand to one. So I can't really we can't really bet in this state, though. I mean, online you can do a lot. Of <laughs> it's true. Um. Going Andy Ogletree. He's got Ogie Oglethorpe. Andy Ogletree? Yeah. Oh, man. Andy. Going Ogie Oglethorpe. All right. There we go. 
Alright, so those are our picks then. I'm pretty confident with mine. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm no, feeling I'm... it. Sweet. This will be fun. Should be a good week. What else we got? US Open? That's it, man. That's it. Uh, I US got Open. something for oh, you. Uh oh. Big time. Last uh, last thing to finish it off? Is it good enough? I... I defended my parking spot at Indian Head Golf Course this weekend. That's a good one to end on. Club champion for the second year in a row. For the only two years that you've been a member at that club. Um, I'll be honest and I'll say three. No. I lost my first one. No, no. Yeah. That's okay. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, cause anyone can do it once, but yeah, I brought it back and it was tight. We got rained out on Saturday. So it was just an 18 hole event, which mo- most courses around here are 18 hole club champs and like, but ours is always a two day and yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was, it was a horse race going to the back nine. There was like five of us within one shot of each other, one or two shots. And then, um, I don't know, I ended up finishing even par 72 and second place was at 74, two over. Um, and then a couple 75, 76s. So, yeah. And that back, that back nine too, is not an easy nine to finish off. I'm assuming you played it in order. Uh, yeah, we started, we, everybody started off one. I know as, as we were talking about, uh, um, what is it? The, in New York, the other course, uh, Beth Page Black. Beth Page Black, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, I came across that sign, and I, I think it says the Black course is an extremely difficult course, which we recommend for highly skilled golfers. And I think we need to have one that says the Back Nine Indian Head is an extremely difficult course, which we recommend for only people with lots of golf balls. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of uh, woods there, pretty tight. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so it, it's not my favorite. It's kind of, kind of rinky dink. But yeah, I my I guess I don't mind that it's like wooded. Um, the problem is whenever I've played it, it's like because it's wooded, it doesn't get a whole lot of sun, so it's always just wet, and like they always have ground under repair markings because it's so wet. At least from anytime i've played like it's you never have just like the entire fairway it seems that it's you know it's always like half the fairway is marked off as like freaking drowning in water (laughs) yeah there's a few holes that it gets really bad i mean 100 percent. i mean but i feel like the last at least two years i mean there's been more times where it gets really dry in the later summer and then then the rough, I mean, doesn't even grow up that much. And so it's basically, if you miss the fairway at all, the ball just like bounces and takes one or two hops and then it kicks left or it kicks, kicks into the woods. So it's yeah. like, and the woods are so heavy that yeah. you, you can't even find your ball, let alone play it. Um, I was actually talking to my dad on Sunday or Monday. I was like, I was like, I wonder if they'd care if I went out there with a machete and like, <laughs> I mean, you should still be penalized and I'm not talking about taking down trees. I'm just talking about some of the brush and that at least people could find their balls. Um, 
because I, I at least like that on courses when certain areas, I mean, you can at least walk through the woods and find your ball and punch it out and take your medicine. And yeah, I think, you know, so, yeah, I always like, uh, like courses like, you know, Augusta, you know, or, or a lot of courses with, you know, pine trees, um, where it's more open, there's no brush, you know, if, if you hit it offline, you can still find your ball. Yeah, you got to deal with a bunch of trees. <laughs> you might have to, you know, punch it out backwards or whatever, but at least you can find it. Um, yeah, I always, I, I agree with that kind of sentiment. I always like courses that are a little, you know, less densely populated in the woods. Well, and to your point, um, if you start taking down some of the brush and that's where I'm starting, like literally and like, I mean, I don't, I, I, I was going to talk to the head pro next time I see him, like, cause I don't see why they would have a problem with it. Like, I mean, the reason they don't do it is cause like the maintenance has other priorities, but like, I mean, at some point maybe they could fall some trees cause I know Greenwood did it and like, but either way, both of those, I mean, trees or brush starts to open up for airflow. And if you can get more airflow on that back nine, you'll have less wet spots. Um, you know, if the wind can kind of go through the trees a little better, um, that, yeah, I don't know. I've heard courses do that. I've seen it at Greenwood within the last two years. They started, I mean, and some of the, I mean, sometimes people will pay you to come in and I mean, they'll or like, or they'll do it for free because if they get the wood from the trees, like the, they can sell the firewood or sell it as, um, furniture wood or stuff. So, yeah. I mean, Sometimes it doesn't even cost you anything to get rid of those trees. Yeah. Well, that's it's just a matter of get, get matter of getting in the the trucks back there, like the access points to start r- removing things. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of work to do that. A lot of work. More more work than I'm willing to do. Well, yeah, I just thought. I mean. <laughs> Like, and for me, I was like, you know, cause you don't, you don't have to do the whole hole. You just, you do like, you know, just in the landing zones from like 150 yards to 250. Um, and you just start with a hole or two at a time and you just, you, you know, you do it over a summer and you just go in with a machete and start, you know, dropping brush. <laughs> dropping wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Well, well, I'm, I'm sure. We'll see. I'm sure that might be in the future for you. But they didn't listen to me about golf bikes either. Or I'm still, <laughs> I'm still trying to fight that fight and get them to allow golf bikes and golf scooters and golf golf boards. I mean, those things are pretty expensive, though. I didn't say that. I, I mean, I just, <laughs> I don't have it. I mean, I want to turn my fat bike into a, a, a golf bike, and you know, just put some kind of. You carry oh, like something over the back tire that carries your clubs. Um, I don't know if I don't know if courses I don't know of any courses that allow you to bring your own though. Well, you, I would even be okay with a trail fee. So, I mean, you you charge me you you, you change your policy for next year, and you say hey, it, it, like people pay ten bucks to bring their own golf bike or something like i don't i don't know of any off the top of my head and i hear what you're saying like um but i mean if you if we could be the if it could be the first course in the region to be like you know golf bike friendly and then one and then and then buy like four of them and see if you can rent them out 
or you know charge people to bring their own like it feels like people that want to take golf carts are still going to take golf carts but people that like take the type of people that take a like are going to want a bike are like if they don't bike they're going to walk you're not losing any money like or because well the the only way i feel like they still could lose money because it might hop up insurance if they allow it the guy i I talked to a guy at a golf bike at the golf bike company he said he's like let him let us know if they want to talk to anyone here we can we can put them in touch with references i mean they're trying to sell the golf bikes but there's other i mean so they they know of course is like one it doesn't cost any more to insure that than it does a golf for golf carts they need insurance anyway and then two it doesn't do any damage to the courses. Like, I mean, they'll, they'll put you in touch with other superintendents. I didn't call any of the references, but that's what they were, they were saying like, cause those are people's two biggest concerns. Yeah. I mean, other courses have done it, so it's not like it's a brand new thing. Yeah. We'll see, but I haven't gotten anywhere yet there. So I don't know if they're going to let me bring a machete either. <laughs> <laughs> regardless if you're able to bring a machete at least they have to refer to you as club champion for another year yeah so you got that going for you which is nice, which is nice. <laughs> yeah right. let's uh we're gonna end the episode there that's yep. that's enough enough machete talk <laughs> get my machete <laughs> Thanks for uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the U.S. Open Major Championship. Hopefully, some picks go right for us. But until next time, hit them straight. Find find Pro V ones in the woods. Whatever you gotta do, do it. Arno Palmer is the master champion of 1960. It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too.